What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast, the official podcast of MetalNexus.net. MetalNexus.net, where you can get all of your latest news, interviews, and so much more going on within the metal and hard rock world. With me, as always, is Daniel Terry. How are you doing this evening? I don't think I can be doing any better, to be honest with you. Well, I hope not. We have a great guest. We have Ray from Brick by Brick, a very legendary hardcore band. New York hardcore, as a matter of fact. NYHC, baby. It's funny, you know, growing up on the East Coast, you know, I, I never really thought too much about the, the differences in coasts, whether it be in hardcore music, whether it be in metalcore, or even hip-hop. But it is really interesting to kind of look back and, and kind of see the stamp that, you know, the different coasts have put on their, their respective genres of, of music. And there is definitely something to be said about New York hardcore. I mean, or East Coast hardcore as a whole. Uh, there's definitely an, I, I'd almost want to say like a rite of passage that a band has to go through in order to call themselves a New York hardcore band. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, you, you have to be aggressive. You have to be like, I consider, I consider East Coast bands to be like scarier, um, you know, like just more in your face about stuff that like, what do you think about this social issue? I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Well, you're part of the problem, you know? So like that, that sort of stuff, uh, you know, on certain days really resonates with me. And it is funny because like you think hardcore is just hardcore, but there's definitely a huge difference between the West coast and the East coast. Um, and not just what direction you're facing when you're looking at the ocean, but, um, there, there's a huge difference between those sounds. And it's weird too, because I fall literally in the middle and I enjoy Midwestern hardcore more, more than any other type of hardcore. Uh, but I definitely do appreciate the, uh, the ferocity of, or, and just the kind of vibe that they throw down. They were a West coast band. Yeah. I, I, I know. Th- shut up. <laughs> no, but, uh, I mean, it, it is crazy. I mean, it's like for, maybe it's the East coast loyalty I have. But, I mean, it's like you look at the East Coast hardcore scene, and, I mean, fuck, there's just so many incredible bands that have left such a lasting impression on on the scene. I mean, you got the Cro-Mags, you got Agnostic Front, you got Terror, you know, you got fucking Hatebreed. You have, I mean, it's not technically hardcore, but, I mean, you could even go as far as, like, where hardcore kind of started going into what I guess would be proto-metalcore. You got Dead Guide. You have Every Time I Die. You have, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. But it's one of those things where I think there's always going to be a part of me that identifies with the East Coast and is reminded of all of the music and so authentic. And I think that's that's something I mentioned to Ray is I think there's something – authentic that just can't be bought with new york hardcore and east coast hard hardcore that doesn't exist anywhere else and it's not necessarily negating anything that any other coasts genre of music whether it be hardcore or whatever it has but there's just an undeniable authenticity that comes from new york hardcore and i feel like it's because like ray was talking about there's a lot of shit you got to go through in order to, to wear that badge wear that crown of being a New York hardcore band, an East Coast hardcore band. And it's not something that you can just get. It's something you have to earn. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine, like, it's almost like you have to sit down for a job interview. Well, how many years have you been in the scene? No, for sure. Like, absolutely. You know, like, how, how you know, how, you know, what, what, what are you bringing that's new to the table? You know, what, what, uh, where do you see your band in five years? You know, like all that stuff, like like could be applied uh, to the East Coast hardcore sound because it's all about like grinding through all of it, and and playing the dank places to play, and you know, like you can you can work your way up and play bigger venues and stuff, but you can't start that way. You know, there's there's no quick path to success in that genre, and um and and I feel like that's something that they really hold true to, and I think it's kind of refreshing that they're always looking for something new out of the scene whereas in a lot of heavy music scenes it's really just more well how do we do the the cool thing that this other big huge band does that we all emulate and i don't feel like it's that way with east coast hardcore i think the thing that was interesting though is like you just kind of said what's your five-year plan i don't think it's a five-year plan i think it's a (laughs) are you ready to do this for the rest of your life because it's it's a lifestyle 
not not a scene, not a trend. It is is something that's innately in you. And I, I think that's very evident if you listen to the new Brick by Brick record, High Mentality, uh, which is coming out on February 22nd uh, via Upstate Records. I mean, keeping it all in the New York hardcore family there. Upstate Records, I mean, psh. Uh, it's also interesting too. Uh, we did an interview not that long ago with Frankie Palmieri where we talked about high mentality. Uh, and I know at the time, because we had already done this yeah. interview, uh, Dan was like, almost like virtually poking me like high mentality. We just were talking about that. It's so omnipresent in like the, the last couple of chats we've done. Um, but it is kind of interesting to see how like, uh, yeah. You know, 2018 high mentality, especially with social media being what it is and the Internet and, and all of this other stuff, technology, uh, you know, that it is very much a high mentality between everything. And it's definitely a concept that gets shared across the whole record, even down to the covers. And, and I know I talk about the covers a little bit uh, with Ray, but I mean, look at Skid Row, Slave to the Grind. That's a high mentality, yeah. man. You know, this is a really fun, really loose chat with Ray. And something that I thought was really fun was just kind of and, and super on brand with this podcast was talking about, you know, the party mentality that this band has, especially with the song Bar is Open with uh, Tony Foresta of uh, Municipal Waste and Iron Reagan, which, again, if uh, I, I, I know I said it in the interview, but fuck, man, if you if you can't get down with some Iron Reagan and have like fun drinking a PBR or just a shit beer or cheap cheap booze again if i understand maybe you don't drink that's fine i'm not trying to say that drinking is the only way grab you a tea fresh brew tea get wild with it you know there's some i got down on a blackberry sage tea the other day and i was fucking enjoying it but my thing is this music is is about having fun too and that party atmosphere and sometimes partying like andrew wk says is just about a state of being and i definitely think that brick by brick have that mentality, that pack mentality that just makes you want to be in, involved and included in anything they do because it's where you want to be and it's a good time that you want to have. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that really shines through um, with the Brick by Brick album, which I unfortunately only got to listen to once um, because I've just been having to listen to so many different bands. I mean, if you if people understood how much stuff I listen to every single week, it's ridiculous. And it's like I try to I try to, you know, get ahead of these interviews and make sure I listen to an album uh beforehand we given the chance, but I only got to listen to it once. And uh what I thought was really fun about it was John felt uh comfortable enough to actually give suggestions for well, you know it would be a really cool cover song for you guys to do, but I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. It's all in the interview. And I think this is as good as any time to present our interview with Ray from Brick by Brick. So without further ado, here is our interview with Ray. So I had the pleasure this early evening of talking to Ray Mazzola of Brick by Brick. They have a new album, Hive Mentality, coming out February 22nd via Upstate Records. And we're going to talk about that. But first, how are you doing this evening, Ray? Hey, not doing uh, too bad at all. Uh, I'm uh, technically not freezing to death right now, which uh, everybody in the Northeast, my uh, I should have been back up in New York. Uh, I technically live outside of Dallas right now, but... um, uh, my flight was canceled because of the storm and delays and flight delays. And I mean, it's still been in the twenties and thirties down here, still cold, but uh, <laughs> you know, everybody, everybody has this perception that Texas is a swamp and it's hot and this and that and dry. And I'm like, nah, nah. you know, it's, it, we got, we have seasons. So no thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. We didn't have you come on to talk about your expert uh, weather analysis skills and all that kind of stuff. We uh, have you on to talk about your upcoming record, again, High Mentality. Uh, we're, you know, about a month out now uh, from it. You know, something that's kind of been interesting to me and, you know, not something I've really been able to talk to anybody about recently. Every podcast I seemingly listen to, which is a lot of music-based podcasts, it seems like you are everywhere right now. You know, the the hype for this this record is real. Like, I'm seeing and hearing it everywhere. And something that's kind of been interesting about that is I, I think you're one of the few bands I can kind of think of that's really kind of put a full court press on being on podcasts and kind of having, you know, sponsored ads come up everywhere. 
So I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about this this ad- online advertising and finding new mediums to get your music out there because I think you know with a band that has the legacy that you guys do, some of the bands maybe would be more focused on trying to do print ads and and do things that are a little bit more antiquated than you know putting out ads on podcasts and so forth. Yeah, well, I mean, you need to. A lot of it is keeping fresh. You got to change with the times. You know, things are constantly being updated. There's new means to get yourself out there you know you can't you know i mean i'm from the era where you know you can look in print there was there were music newspapers all the time there were different you know different uh means of getting information as far as oh you know release dates and shows and we would get flyers you'd walk out of a, a club at, you know after a show and your pocket would be bulging from all the flyers you folded up so you don't forget and then you have to mark them on the calendars and things now it's a little more it's gotten very progressive to where you can push where if you're in a band you know it's not just you know little clicks and you know adding friends on facebook to hey like my band you know like my page no you got to do still do work and that's you know especially if you're a band like us where we're all working class we all bust our asses we're not hype. We're not kids. You know, it's like we're older. We're an older band. We have an older sound. And it's we're just trying to get what we do, you know, because we, we love it so much. We want it to be in everybody's ears. So we're going to take the extra step and get out. You know, we all come from musical backgrounds. We all come from other bands and had other projects and done other things. And it's, you know, it's always work. There's never a time where it's not where it's just like, ah, we're just going to coast. No, no. When you, you know, if you stop moving, you sink. That's pretty much it. <laughs> no, for sure. It's just, it's always kind of interesting. Cause you know, I mean, being, I'm going to be 35 this year. So it's like, I still, it's kind of weird seeing, you know, in, in music as a whole, like where some people value, you know, boots to the ground and, and really kind of that DIY ethic of going to your local record store, putting up flyers, going and doing all these things, you know, trying to sell your advanced tickets, just doing everything that bands used to do before the internet really was a thing. But then also seeing the struggle that some people have of just totally relying on the internet. And it's 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 really weird. And I've been kind of like caught up in this whole pre-internet age lately, like having conversations with people who it's like, do you remember when like, <laughs> dial up internet like you know we were making a joke the other day recently with uh ryan wambacker from bleeding through about like the joke of like yeah you had to call the internet <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah that's as, as it's ridiculous you know and then you have to hope you have a good signal you yeah. know or a good you know a good connection and that you know oh man that i don't miss those days <laughs> i don't miss those days you know like just to see a picture it took eight, like eight minutes because they had to go through all the pixels and yeah, and just like oh come on, uh, you know it's I, I uh, a lot of work that I do is remote computer based, so it's very much you know I need my my tech to be on point, you know I can't falter when it comes to things like that, and you know we've come so far in technology that <laughs> there's, there's really no uh, oh my god I, I it might as well you know dial up is you know, like two tin cans and a string, you know, pretty much that's uh, if you go that far, you know, that, that's pretty much what it, what it was, you know, smoke signals. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel that, you know, with you being, having a job that maybe is kind of keeping you uh, at the forefront of the technology that this kind of helps maybe give you a slight edge in, in online promoting? Cause I think the thing that was kind of interesting, you know, upon looking at your socials is, is it seems like, you guys for, you know, as being as old as you are, are kind of doing some of the things better than I'm seeing bands that are in their late teens, early twenties, where it's like, you know, you're posting funny meat, like self-made memes, you're getting, you know, like Vincent Bennett to, you know, make a, a quick little video that's amusing to watch as well, you know, and hyping up this album. And it's just like, you know, I'm sitting here going like, you know, I don't see young bands doing shit like this. So it's kind of intriguing to to see you guys doing so well at something that a lot, of, like I said earlier, a lot of bands in your, your era are kind of sometimes aren't easy to adapt to. Well, it's it's definitely, uh, you know, we we know what it's going to take to get where we want to be. And, you know, we can't there. There is no hype train for us. It's all the work 
we're putting in, you know, it's like it, being in uh, our age group and our level of music and our, uh, where we're at as a band, it's, it's a, it's a full-time job on top of <laughs> having our full-time jobs and side hustles and everything else. You know, it, it's it, when you, you know, you rest your rust and that's, uh, it, there's no time for it. You know, like Mike is always, you know, he, he, he's a mastermind, you know, he hustles, he always has an idea. We're always trying to come up with ideas. Like, what can we do? What can we do? We have these little think tank kind of powwows and just, you know, we want to, and we just want to stay ahead of the game, you know, and always researching and just being enveloped with marketing and branding, you know, and just, you have to stay ahead. You got to keep your ear to the ground and you got to stay ahead of the game because we're not these young bucks and you know that's a lot of people get turned off when it's an older band if they're not if they haven't already been established and whether we're established or not if you're going to do the work you know eventually somebody's going to notice no most most assuredly and actually that brings up a, a good question for me is you know there was obviously a point in the band where the output wasn't as consistent as it has been in, we'll say, the last four or five years from you guys. But I noticed that instead of focusing on putting out full album releases, you're doing more EPs. And I'm wondering if that is because you're noticing a shift in trend of trying to be omnipresent in front of the fans that you're gaining as well as kind of keeping feeding the Jones for this ever, you know, this 24 hour news cycle kind of thing that we're in where it's always that's great. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And I'm wondering yeah, if that's well, that, kind of yeah. why you're doing EPs as opposed to, or shorter albums as opposed to, you know, taking the time to do full lengths. Well, it's, and uh, we still, I mean, we have, we have a, a full length mentality when we go in and we pick and choose what we're going to do. You know, you have to look at it like this, like the record cycle, uh, a regular band's record cycle would be 12 to 18 months. Right. But with not to offend anybody, you know, out there these days, uh, the millennial attitude is it's very it's like i need this now and that's it next i need this now next you know it's very the the, the turnaround time is ridiculous it's, it's flash in the pan so you have to keep fresh no matter what you have to keep fresh you have to keep reinventing yourself and your ideas and you have to just keep putting material out there and we you know we have you know, we never stop writing. We're always fiddling. We're always writing. So there's always going to be an influx of material. So with certain releases, I mean, we've done, uh, you know, like a couple of full lengths. And since I've been in the band and like having a little EP here, having a couple of songs on, let's say something else, just like any type of, like we have, um, there's a motorhead compilation that's kind of, we got a song on and we just, you know, you got to keep, you got to keep in people's ears. You got to keep giving them something because if you, if you stay stagnant too long, then, you know, you got to get that ball rolling again. And that's, it's difficult. You know, it's one thing if you're already, you're, you hit the ground running. It's another thing if you're kind of starting from a dead stop. <laughs> yes. So, and just, especially with the mentality now, it's, you have to keep, you got to keep that momentum. You know, it's, it's kind of, uh, Funny you mentioned the mentality of millennials and so forth with the new album being called Hive Mentality. So I kind of wanted to know a little bit about because I don't necessarily want to say that throughout the whole entire album there there is a the concept of of this the title of the album, but I did notice that there are kind of themes a little bit in some of the other in the songs within the this album. So what where did the inspiration for calling this Hive Mentality come from, and what does it mean to you? at this point before, you know, before anyone can really hear the record? You know, it, it's pretty much, it's the, the same old fashioned aggressiveness that, uh, you know, we put into all of our other music, except for it's more based towards the things and trends that are happening around us. People are just too, they're, they're too consumed with, everybody else's life and they're always quick to jump on you know on the bandwagon positive or negative you know as it comes with you know it's like the, the hive mentality it's a collective and it, it's mostly a collective of negativity and people need to think for themselves people need to see past what you know the the, the veil that's 
happening, you know, in, in our country, in our world, in our lives. And that's pretty much that, that's where we are. We're taking a stand for ourselves because we're not going to get consumed by, you know, like fake news and just how, you know, things are being pushed and shoved in our faces. It's like we're not seeing the bigger picture. Everybody's just clumping together and they're coalescing their ideas in the wrong way. Instead of doing something that's going to improve, they'd rather just stay put and just you know, and find a comfort zone and thrive in this nest of, of negativity and just funk. And I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not for it. And if it takes a, you know, an aggressive hand to just, you know, literally, you know, poke the bear, you know, or, you know, poke that, that beehive, you know, just to get people rattled. That's what we're going to do. And that's, you know, that's what we're doing now. Yeah, no, it, uh, it, I mean, it definitely is one of those things where, I mean, that's kind of been the thing I've always loved about hardcore music as a whole is this always omnipresent, uh, being the voice of change, something that you want to see change and, and kind of, you know, most of the time that I think it's more positivity in the lyrics because it's kind of forcing you to not sit on your ass and, and be the change that you want to see, which I think everyone can agree with that. But it's always yeah. interesting that, you know, hardcore music, I think because of the uh, aggression that it allows people to expel at times, I think it's lumped in as being a negative thing. Um, so it's always kind of interesting, you know, when listening to this record, I was kind of reminded of, you know, like old hardcore bands that I used to listen to and being like, oh, this reminds me of like why I got into, you know, a lot of different hardcore bands, especially East Coast hardcore, which I think kind of has its own stamp on the scene. Oh, yeah. it's a, we, we like to, you know, I mean, there's always a, a positive aggression, you know, that's pretty much it's like, you know, what, think for yourselves come listen to music, come to shows and just, you know, and leave with a smile on your face. You know, we, we show up places and people are always like, Oh, what's up with these guys? And then they walk out like, wow, I had a great experience. <laughs> you know, whether it's the music, the show, the, the band itself, we party, you know, it's like, whether we're boozing or not, we have a good time and we want everybody else to have a good time. And it's like, Hey, if you're not on the same page, you're either going to get, you're either going to have to run with us or you're going to get run over. And that's, <laughs> that's a lot of our, our mentality because yeah, it's who's got time, you know, every, it's, it's, it's that era where, you know, it's, you're either you're, you're running with it or you're, you're getting trampled, unfortunately. And that's, that's our mindset on a lot of it. Would this be the prime example of why bar is open has kind of been the lead off single so far? Oh yeah. I mean, that's pretty much, it was, uh, bars open has, you know, just the moniker itself has been a term for the band forever. You know, it's it just like for all of us, it's, you know, like when we, we, we look around, we're like, Oh, we need a drink. Hey, let's go to the bar. Okay. Bars open. You know, that <laughs> bars always open for us. You know, that's, that's our, our party slogan. That's like, that's our mentality. It's like, Hey, let's just go. We're going to have a good time. Bars open. You know, that's, and we've been doing that. We've been, that's been our thing for years. Yeah. And just, we, we like rage it. And we finally, you know, we're like, Hey, you know what? This song has that, you know, it has that vibe. And we just, and it clicked like all, all at once. So we can expect uh, bars open merch now officially. <clears throat> oh yeah. I mean, eventually it's uh we, we, we have, we have stuff in, in the works there's definitely a bars open bundle that we have up on a yeah. on it's uh merch now and upstate records you know you get you get the bottle opener you get the shot glass you get the pint glass you get you got everything you know it, it, there's we definitely we cater <laughs> to the guys that you know and it's i mean hey you know it's not for everybody right there's definitely people that don't imbibe which is great which is fine you know but hey we do and we're gonna push it that's you know we like pushing ourselves we like pushing the limits and see what you know what the next you know uh, wall that we get to break through so it's you definitely will be seeing a lot of it yeah it was funny when uh changing the podcast uh about a month and a half two months ago now the name to brutally speaking b-r-e-w um because my co-host that's not here we usually talk about what we're drinking or whatever 
And so we decided to incorporate it into the show, and we typically talk to metal bands and people from metal and hardcore and so forth. So it's kind of a double entendre of sorts. And only so I was worried that it was going to dissuade some people from coming on because I was like, well, if you don't drink, then you're going to be like, well, I don't really know if I want to be on this. And so far, it hasn't been a thing. I had one person that was like, I don't drink beer. And I don't drink coffee. And I was like, well, I mean, he didn't say liquor. And he's like, well, yeah, I don't drink that either. I think it's all poison. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's the mentality for some people, you know. Yeah. But uh, if you look at history, you know, I mean, yeah. uh, people have been, you know, like people have been drinking, you know, any and all type of things for eons now, for ages, you know. So it's, I'm a big scotch guy so yeah it's we always you know we're always going you know it's like i just uh you know just a a touch on that real quick you know i um i've been going through the uh game of thrones series of scotch that they have out so and right now it's like i'm doing the uh dawini scotch which is uh i think it's a house stark you know and it's definitely delicious so it's i'm you know, I'm, we're all big whiskey guys. You know, we've been trying to get like this Jack Daniel sponsorship forever. I had a, <laughs> I had a, a Jaeger endorsement for years with full blown chaos. And right. So it's, you know, so it's always, you know, it's, it, it's always surrounded us. Right. No matter what. So we like to party, even if you don't, that's not your thing. People want to be involved. Right. For sure. Cause they, they cause the energy's there. Speaking, you know, kind of to that, have you guys thought about doing, like, working with someone, like a local brewer or something like that and doing a beer? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's on the table. It's just uh, we, we've been pushing the band so hard that that's going to be – once things kind of slow down a notch, you know, then we'll start putting the feelers out and, uh, you know, partaking. I would I would personally like some form of – triple belgian or something or okay. something i like i like the heavy beers mm-hmm. i like heavy beers and i like good good uh full body like bourbons and such so i wouldn't mind that would be awesome you know that that's that's in the works it's in the works eventually it, it, it'll come around it'll happen that's awesome uh yeah. kind of going back a little bit more, more to the record though you know something that was kind of interesting to me is the, the variety of guests you had. I mean, you have Tony Foresta from Iron Reagan and uh, Municipal Waste on Bar is Open, which, I mean, that's a that's like a slam dunk. Like, when <laughs> when you know that that's happening, you're like, well, of course. Um, but, I mean, then even getting, like, Vincent from Acacia Strain, and uh, I can never remember her name, but the, the actress from Orange is the New Black that's also in... Uh, uh, Jessica Pimentel. That's it, yes. Yes. How... You know, those are that's a, a quite a, a wide array of of vocalists to pick from to be on songs, and I know a lot of times, you know, sometimes the idea happens when you're in the studio, like, oh, it'd be cool if we got so and so. So, how did you end up picking the the guest vocalists on this, and were they always the ones you had in mind, or was there someone else that uh, you wanted to work with and just well, didn't you work know, out? Um, hmm. well, they've all been friends forever. Jessica and I have been playing in bands together forever. We had we, we've you know just from the, the New York hardcore scene, Brooklyn, Queens and stuff like we've all, we've known each other for a long time. Vincent, we've had a relationship with forever. I've toured with him before like years now. And Tony, I mean, who's not a municipal waste fan. That's what I want to know, <laughs> you know, cause that's, that's where if, if you can't vibe off that energy, then what are you doing with your life? You know? And that's when, when we, when we wrote bar is open, and when we got into the studio and did the song and tracked it and everything, I was like, man, I was like, he needs to be on this. And that was, you know, and Mike and I were like, yeah, let's get him. Let's get him to do, you know, let's get him on it. And that was pretty much that. And it's like, and it just so happens that, you know, we're going to be going to Europe with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're doing a rebellion tour with Madball and Iron Reagan, Step for Dishonor. And so that's going to be in March. You know, that's a great, that's going to be, you know, they'll be, obvious drunken tales from that so but uh you know good good party vibe right there so there's that and then with vincent um the song that he sings on when he in the ruins he the original singer they have an older mm-hmm. tracking of the song that he he's been friends with all of us forever 
he sang on and we invited him back to track it. When we retracked it and redid it, we freshened it up a little bit. He came back in to do it. So it was like, Hey, we don't fix what, what's not broken. Right. And we had him go. And then with Jessica, we wanted something a little different. Somebody that had a, a stamp on the world already. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, and, you know, and she, she understands the, the blight, you know, and just the, of how the world is. And w- with the song itself, you know, it was like perfect. And I was like, she, she would be perfect for this, for this ranting part and just get her vocals on there. And we asked her and she was into it, but just in one second. So it's, it definitely, they, they, uh, their contributions were perfect. You know, they were just perfect. What needed to be done for those songs. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I uh, also thought the way to at even like it's kind of interesting because sometimes you know I feel like track listing in the in the way that an album's put together, some people pay a lot of attention to it, and sometimes I feel like they're just happy accidents that everything pans out the way it does to make a record sound as a whole the way it ends up being. And I even thought that the way you guys ended the album with the two covers, uh, Skid Row's Slave to the Grind and Iron Fist by Motorhead, still work within the context of, like I said, the lyrical themes kind of going throughout the record and just kind of the overall vibe of the record. And, I mean, it's funny because when listening to Slave to the Grind at first, I I didn't know it was coming up. I just kind of started hearing the song, and I was like, I know this. I know this cadence of the lyrics. And then when the, the chorus said, I was like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah, Slave to the Grind. And then I, like, had, like, an... Like, a, oh, shit, okay, like, I get it. You know, the high mentality thing, Slave to the Grind, you know, the lyrics to that song. Like, I was like, even in your cover choice, cover choices in this situation, it still works for the overall narrative of what you're kind of putting out for the record. And I kind of wanted to know, like, am I right in thinking that, like, you kind of purposely put these on to further kind of accentuate, like, kind of have fun, show, like, kind of some of your influences, but also still kind of keep the vibe of the record going as well? Oh yeah, we definitely we we were. I, I still remember we were you know we're sitting down, we're having a couple of drinks, and we're like, all right, we as we're like album mapping, you know, like how we're going to do this, what type of you know, do we want to keep it all one genre? Do we want to just not experiment, but do we want to touch on things and then ideals and then have you know have a theme and just kind of keep everything rolling. That was definitely one of the songs where we're like, you know, we can make this heavy as shit. The song's already perfect. The song's great. You know, like, let's, let's put our twist on it and have a good time while it's still within the ideal. Right. And it was perfect. And then Iron Fist, I mean, tons of bands have covered Iron Fist. You know, I've heard some really horrible ones. I think <laughs> outside of our own, like, uh, Ringworm did an excellent cover of Iron Fist. And it was, oh, it was brilliant. You know, and, but it's, you know, we love the song. We're like, hey, let's do this. You know, it's just, you know, a lot of people are always focused on doing Road Crew or right. Ace of Spades, you right. know, things like that. but it's like, hey, you know what? Let's do something a little bit out of the box. And that has that, that same punch. You know, it has the same momentum. It has the same drive. It has the same aggression. And it's, it's awesome. You know, it's, it's definitely, it's got the same passion as the rest of the album. So that's, I I feel that, you know, that it just, it worked out, you know, maybe it's a happy accident, you know, a little Bob Ross in there musically, (laughs) or maybe it's just, you know, or maybe it just, it it found its way. Right. You know, it just, it just happened. So it's, you know, there's a lot of things just come to mind and we're like, Hey, great idea. Let's, we're always spitballing ideas back and forth that's the like a good portion of the day is just going back and forth with what do you think about this well what do you think about this what do you think about this what do you think about that let's talk to this one let's get in this one's ear let's do this let's do that you know and that's pretty much how you do you know Uh, a closed mouth doesn't get fed so it's like you never know you know it's like hey you know i have i have no shame i'll ask anybody about anything and you know and it's like hey if we if we need something we're going to go out and get it. That's pretty much how our mentality has been. You know, there's, we've been given nothing in life, everything we've gone and we've gotten, we wanted somebody on the album. We went out and we got it. Yeah. You know, we wanted to do this song. We went out and we got it. That's pretty much the, uh, 
You know, too many people are, they have their hands out and that's not, that's not brick by brick. Right. Um, kind of the last few questions in, in wrapping up uh, here. Something I was kind of thinking of, you know, when, with the cover songs and so forth, and a band that I was kind of thinking, you know, with Slave to the Grind being different as in its approach genre-wise from the original, a band that I was kind of thinking, and I was like, I could see you guys doing this, but I don't know if it's it's something that would be something that everybody else would think of, but I was almost like, you know, a band that shares the same ethos and kind of have, was just like kind of like a, a pack uh, and like to drink and have fun that I was thinking of would be Thin Lizzy. So I was kind of wondering if you guys have ever tossed around doing a Thin Lizzy cover. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what was that? A Cold Sweat oh, is, okay. is my favorite out of anything Thin Lizzy. I'm like, that is my song. So if if you ever, if if you're going to be sitting there one day, like on, a, on future albums, and be like, oh, shit, look at that. They did Cold Sweat. You know, I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, it's, that's, that's my song. That's my, if I had to, do anything but no i totally agree with you 100 percent. so we are we are big we are music lovers you know it's like we listen to everything we support everything you know and that's you know if you're out there creating that's the way you need to you need, everybody you need to have that creative mentality because that's the only way we can go through life you know we have to keep reinventing and recreating things and that's you know so hey you never know you might definitely, uh, you might hear that. Awesome. Um, something else that, you know, I've not had a New York hardcore band on before. And it's like, I kind of touched on it earlier where I definitely feel like New York, especially as kind of, and the East Coast is really, they have a very unique, undeniable sound that makes, I mean, that's why it's called East Coast hardcore or New York hardcore for a reason. And so I kind of wondered, you know, all these years later, you know, being in all the bands that you've been in and even, you know, with Brick by Brick, what does being a hardcore band from New York mean to you now in 2019? Um, it's still, it's, there's a, there's a bar that's set that you need to elevate yourself to and go beyond because, you know, to, to have a stamp of, you know, to have that New York hardcore, East Coast hardcore mentality, vibe, and just to be to be brought up in it and, you know, and to, to stew in it, you know, and to have that. You have to, you know, you, you can't you, you can't have that mentality. You can't have just like, hey, I'm just going to do a hardcore band. Yeah, this sounds no, you need to take the next step. You have to go the extra the extra mile, go to the next level with stuff. You know, it's like that's what it's about. It's about breaking molds and just and keeping that energy you know i mean you look at you know agnostic front you look at madball you look at sick of it all you look at sheer terror you, you look at all these bands you know and they just they have you know they, they literally cut away for everybody in in that in that scene you know and in that music that it's it's undeniable the sound is undeniable you know everybody has their when no matter what branch off of the genre, biohazard, life of agony, they all have that same attitude. And that, that's a big portion of it. You know, if I had to pretty much, uh, you know, staple one word, stamp one word to East Coast hardcore and New York hardcore, it would be attitude. And that's just what we're trying to re live up to. Yeah, it was funny. I was trying to think of the same. I kept I kept coming up with authenticity when I was kind of thinking about it. And I mean, attitude also perfectly encapsulates it as well. Oh yeah, I, I you know authenticity also. It has it's it's unique. Yeah. It's unique to the area. It's unique to the world. You know, it pretty much if it has a you know that's the way to it. You know, it's become you know some form of you know of description. You know, like New York hardcore. It could be a verb, you know, it doesn't have to be a thing, you know, it could be more than a noun, you yeah. know, it's, it pretty much, it, you can describe, you can use it to describe anything, yeah. you know, I want to have that same New York hardcore vibe, you know, and then you instantly know what to expect. You instantly know, okay, I know where they're going with this. And just from being, you know, a, you know, whether we, we've all moved in and out of of the state forever. I grew up in Coney Island. I'm from Brooklyn. You know, everybody else is, you know, they're more upstate dudes, but it's, you know, that's still, if you have that, that energy, you have that vibe, you have that in your soul, then, you know, you need to represent proper. Right. 
Um, you already touched on the European, uh, the Rebellion 8 uh, tour coming up uh, starting March 16th. Uh, you have a CD release show with Dying Fetus on the 22nd at the Upstate Concert Hall in Clifton Park, New York. Uh, other than yeah. those two shows, or I guess that tour and the show, what does the rest of 2019 look for you look like for you guys? Oh, there's going to be, we have a lot of things in the works. We're trying to have uh, multiple sessions in Europe over the course of the year. Um, we're going to be doing some uh, East Coast run. We're looking at the West Coast. We're looking at South America. We got our hands right now dabbling in Japan. You know, it's, it, it, we're going to be fairly busy. We're just picking and choosing right now what to announce and what to, you know, like tentatively what's planned and what's in the works. But it's, uh, you know, we're, we're taking, we're taking brick by brick everywhere. That's the, that's the mindset. That's the ideal, you know, while still, you know, maintaining our own, our roots, you know, and just our, you know, our work habits, you know, that's pretty much, you know, we have our ethics and we have, you know, we have our daily lives that we need to still work around. But the thing is, is that we figured out how to make it work. Right. And a lot of people don't, a lot of people give in, they throw in the towel, they do their, you know, their, you know, farewell tours. And then a year later they realize, Hey, we still love music. Okay. Well, let's do a reunion. And then they try to capitalize on that. No, thanks. <laughs> we didn't go anywhere. We're still going to keep doing it, you know, until, until we can't. Right. That's pretty much, you know, we're going to be, you know, Europe, um, you know, it ends on the 16th, but it starts on the 7th, March oh, okay. 7th. You know, it's like we, uh, you know, that's going to be a great two week run. And then, you know, we have a lot of things lining up right now. So it's, you know, trying to get over to Puerto Rico for some fun. And, you know, it's the band is a party. It's a traveling party. We have a great time. Even if, even if like, if the show is great, if the show is bad, it, how many people are there, it doesn't matter. You know, we, we have fun just with ourselves and everybody knows it. So everybody knows that, you know, Hey, we're coming into town. Well, we hope you're ready. That's pretty much the, the vibe. Awesome. Well, hopefully uh, there'll be something somewhat around here in the Midwest and try to get out to a show. Um, where can everyone find you and, or the band online? Um, online. You can go, uh, if you're looking for materials to purchase, you can go to merch. Now you can go to uh, upstate records. Uh, they have, everything up there right now older albums are on uh you can find them on itunes spotify and such on from eulogy and fast break uh from the older stuff uh anything uh, pretty much every format it's available on uh pre-sales are out right now there's a whole bunch of different pre-sale packages of that have either the vinyl and a digital download if not the cd itself so um and again, you know, Upstate Records has a couple of different ones going. Merch Now has one going. Uh, Omerta has one going. You check them out. You get an exclusive brick-by-brick brick mashup shirt with them and a vinyl. And there's, there's so many different outlets to pick up our material right now. So if, if there, there is no way that nobody <laughs> cannot get this, you know, you pretty much have to be in some crazy, like, Papua New Guinea kind of deal you know, like you're out in Guam or something, even Guam, you can get it. I guarantee it. So, and I have friends that are still stationed out there that I know they can get it. So, <laughs> so basically there's no excuse to not get this new record. There is no excuse. There is no excuse. That's, uh, you know, excuses. No excuses are all part of the hive. That's it. You know, and we're not, we're not with the hive. Well, I can't think of a better way to end this episode. Thank you again, Ray, for taking the time to do this. And again, pre-order the new record, Hive Mentality, out February 22nd via Upstate Records. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you. Thank you. So that was my conversation with Ray Mazzola of Brick by Brick, formerly a full-blown chaos. Dan sadly had to attend to kids. I uh, couldn't make that conversation, but Dan did get to listen to it. So what did you think of it? That was a great combo, man. Ray was really open about everything, dude. I feel like you could have talked to that dude for like three hours. You know, it was really hard to end this conversation because uh, that definitely was the case. Uh, I mean, like he said in the in the beginning, uh, you know, his his flight got delayed and he was stuck in Dallas enjoying a cigar and didn't have to go back home to New York where it was cold and snowy and, and all that. So, yeah, I mean, if I was in race position, I'd probably be like all rainbows and sunshines too and be like, hell yeah, I got nothing and nowhere to be. Yeah, that's definitely the vibe he was throwing down. And, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I thought it was a cool chat. I thought it was hilarious uh, 
that you guys started off talking about the weather. Like, what what is the most generic thing you can talk about with somebody? The weather. But uh, but it was actually funny how you guys weaved it all together. And then at one point, he got so into the weather conversation that you had to be like, all right, cool, let's talk about your album. <laughs> so funny. I think, well, so sometimes I know I bring this up too much, but, like, I, I am from the East Coast, and it is really weird you know, living here in the mid Midwest and uh, something you actually don't ever hear me say, but I actually say it almost every interview I do. Um, and I did it with this one with Ray too, where I always am a stickler for last names and how to say them. And, but the hard part for me is growing up on the East coast. I still have my East coast tendencies, but I live here in the Midwest and I have most of my life now to where I'm torn between how to, where to pronounce the vowel as an East coaster and also as a Midwesterner. And if you don't think they're different, you're totally fucking wrong. And I'll, oh, I'll, yeah. there's there's one word I know 100% I still say with my East Coast accent. There's It's the one word that always sells me out whenever I'm talking to people that I've never met. And they're like, wait, where are you from? And it's asshole. That's the only word. I, oh, man. I, yeah. I, 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 I just can't get rid of it that's the only word that like the east coast comes out of me i don't say wooder i don't say roof i don't say a lot of the other shit and i never have because i fucking hate that's not how you say those words but asshole is always the word that'll that'll sell me out because for some reason i just can't get rid of the ass like it's like and i and i did it a little bit more than i do i would have but like that's the way that basically it comes out like it's not ass ass See, I have to struggle to even say it, like, right. But, like, it's not ass. It's ass. Like, it just kind of quickly blurs together. Um, it's like there's a Y in there somewhere. Yeah, kind of. Uh, but it's, like, that's weird. That's that's not everyone's That's not everyone's uh, thing. That's not where they come from. So it, it's, it's still very weird getting to live a little bit of my East Coast life sometimes and talking to some of these people and – you know, living my now life here in the Midwest. Um, I don't know, Dan, if you've ever been out to the West Coast, but I, I don't think that's for me. Everyone's too slow and very lackadaisical and just on a – they don't hustle. They, they ain't moving fast enough for me. Well, down here in St. Louis, everybody's definitely in a hurry. You can yeah. tell based on the way we drive. <laughs> um, we are not very respectful. And – we are actually we consider ourselves to be like the best at pronouncing things you know so for me it's it's asshole and it's mashuga and no. uh you know, sorry that's, that's, that's wrong the way that we is say wrong it. no that is wrong no no it's it's right it can be pronounced both ways we're both right i looked at the pronunciation key and everything so according to science we're both right we're just from different parts of the country friend what what about degent well that's that's a problem that that my co-host on my other show <laughs> seems to have a problem. He's like, "How's it going, guys? You want to listen to some Degent?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" You know, uh, but yeah, Degent is definitely a Joe thing and is okay. not representative of the other employees of DiscussMetal.com. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but no, yeah, here in the Midwest, we're always in a hurry. Everybody's always really stressed out. Stress is is really, I think, at a maximum in the Midwest. Um, and I don't know if that's just because, like, in St. Louis, we have, like, five different seasons. I know there's only four seasons, but we have five uh, just throughout the week. So, like, Monday it'll be 70. Tuesday it'll be 11 inches of snow. Wednesday it'll be, like, a monsoon. And we're nowhere near the ocean, but trust me, the amount of water that we can produce over here is ridiculous. And so we can have, like, insane weather patterns within the course of, like, seven or eight days. And so we get kind of stressed out because we just never know what we're going to be walking into when we walk out our front doors. Did you drink that whole bottle? Well, I'll put it this way. I started here. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember. Uh, <laughs> that's insane. Not really. <laughs> I can't speak too much about St. Louis or how you pronounce things, but uh, I really want to thank Ray for coming on, giving me the time to uh, talk about the new Brick by Brick record. High Mentality, which again is out February 22nd via Upstate Records. If you would like to follow the band and keep up with everything they're going or even pre-order the record, you can find Brick by Brick on Brick by Brick NY on Facebook. Instagram is Brick by Brick HC. Uh, if you would like to 
Actually, let me look up what the actual thing is for Upstate New York. Upstate New York? Is it Upstate Records? Upstate Records. Just because I want to make sure that they have just Upstate New York, Upstate Records. No, UpstateRecords.com has weird jackets and, like, hiking stuff. How is that records? I don't don't know. (laughs) I'm so confused right now. Google it real fast, or just put it upstaterecords.com and see what you get. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay. Upstaterecords.com. This is so weird. Oh, yeah. Merrill uh, hiking boots. Mm-hmm. Jackets. Yeah. yeah that's, we probably don't want to send people there. No. Although he did say that if you want to buy something, go to... Yeah. <laughs> And if you would like to pre-order the record, you can go over to UpstateRecordsNY.net and pre-order the new Hive Mentality record by Brick by Brick. Uh, Definitely really great. There's some great vinyl options, CD options, merch bundles, and so forth. Uh, Go support those guys. They came on the show. They support us, so go support them. If you would like to go over and support Metal Nexus, we are the official podcast for MetalNexus.net, so go over there and show them some support as well. Go over to MetalNexus.net. Facebook is MetalNexus. Instagram at Metal.Nexus. Twitter at Metal underscore Nexus. Keep up with all the latest news and reviews and interviews going on in the metal and hardcore scene. Uh, if you would like to keep up with Dan, Dan will tell you where he can be found. Uh, I can be found on Twitter at Discuss Metal Dan. I can be found under Facebook under Daniel Terry. And uh, I can be found on Gmail at DiscussMetalDan at gmail.com. And you can also find my other podcast, Discography Discussion, at DiscussMetal.com. And if you would like to keep up with all things the podcast, you can find us on Facebook at Brutally Speaking, and Twitter and Instagram are simply Pod. And if you would like to email us and let us know that we're doing good or shitty or whatever, you can email us at BrutallySpeaking <laughs> at gmail.com. And if you would like to keep up with our show sponsor, The Bean Bastard, you can find them at TheBeanBastard.com. Buy you some delicious coffee, body scrubs, and candles. Uh, They can also be found and followed at Facebook and Instagram at The Bean Bastard. We want to support them for supporting us. And that's going to wrap it up for the Brutally Speaking Podcast. I am John. And I am Dan. We will talk to you guys next time.